Previously on that Cthulhu John. I, I think that was a handwritten uh, bit of a diary or, you know, something of the like by the artist. This thing could actually be cursed. Suddenly you think there's a mystical forces at play. I called my job. They said uh, that I could come in tomorrow if I felt up to it. I hang out the window. Sure enough, you see Skinny Joey there. You know, you're going to be carrying, uh, you know, not exactly legal stuff today. I got a, I got a nosy cop that was trying to, uh, trying to check the back, back at the way station. How about you just forget about the whole art gallery thing and just give me the statue. My dear Millie, your theories were confusing to me, so we should probably use the bones to do a reading. You are both in grave danger. And she starts to clutch at her chest a little bit. She goes, I, I am feeling weak. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 10. We made it to 10, guys. Oh, about it. Hey. We are a real play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. What's up? Chuck. <laughs> and Jenny. What's up? <laughs> so much um okay so last we left off uh heather and aunt millie were at miss selena's psychic on south which of course is not on south and miss selena started gripping at grasping at her chest millie and uh heather you see her start to kind of look weaker and she starts falling down to her knee oh shit all right i jump up and like try to grab her okay uh you you kind of hold her up a little bit yeah and she goes uh she's gripping her chest she goes uh, the, the, the pills the pills where are your pills where where, where are they she goes what what pills she says get teresa tell her the pills and she's just she, all of her body weight just collapses on you oh shit start screaming teresa teresa and then the uh that little person woman comes in through the back through the beaded curtain. She goes, she goes, yeah, what, what, what's going on? She not see it. She, 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 help. She, she needs well, her pills. She, as she's coming through the, through the beaded <laughs> okay. curtain, she's screaming, what's going on? What's going on? And then she sees her on the floor. And what did you say? She needs her pills. Something goes, about oh my pills. God. Oh my God. And she, you see her run back through the beaded curtains this time. The, the beads kind of slap backwards. And come back with a lot of force, but the same force that she went through them with. And after about a minute, she comes back through the door. But in that minute, you're holding her. And Miss Selena looks up to you and she goes, she goes, your aunt, she is cursed. And then she, and then she 
her uh, mm. you see you see the her eyes close shut and she falls lifeless um could millie hear her say that or just like i could because i'm like under her and her big butt only you could you could she was kind of whispering it and uh teresa comes back through the curtains with the pills and she goes oh my god oh my god oh my god and she starts trying to shove it into uh miss selena's mouth she goes she goes uh can you can you call 911 or something the phone's in the other room yeah absolutely and i run in okay. to the desk i guess and call give me a spot hidden oh, i always fail these fucking spot hidden that's what i end up fucking falling at the hospital <laughs> you were drunk Fucker. 83 all right after you're looking around for a little bit We'll say it takes you about a minute to find the phone. It doesn't sound like a lot of time, but right now that is a lot of time. Find the phone, call 911. Uh, 911 says that they're going to send out uh, ambulance right away. And uh, as you come back in, it doesn't look good. Uh, Miss Selena's on the floor. Doesn't look like she's breathing, but uh, the little person woman is giving her CPR right now. Um, what, can, what can I do? Like, how, how can I help? But the, the ambulance is coming. She goes, uh, she says, she says, you've, you've called 911. You've done what you can. Should I stay here? Do you want me to go outside and wait for the ambulance? She says, can you do what I'm doing? I think I can. I took a, I took a class. Do you have first aid? I do. Mm-hmm. Roll oh, that first shit. aid. That's right. Stabilize this gal. Come on, you can't fail this one. No pressure, <laughs> but this one's super important. I know, I know, I know, and I don't have, like, that many points in it. You can spend luck to pass. <laughs> Come on, critical. Uh-oh. What'd you roll? You jinxed it. Fucking 97. Oh, what do you have? What do you have in your... You remember that uh, moment? I have 40. 40. You could push it? Can, could can I push it? Not on, the, not on the critical fail. No, no. Yeah. Um, I think you might have pushed it too much. You yeah. start, yeah, you hear something crack <laughs> as you're giving her CPR. Uh, Are you kidding nope. me? <laughs> you hear something crack <laughs> as you're giving her CPR. You're like, oh my God. And uh, Teresa... Turns back around and says, what's wrong? She hears you say, oh my God. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to crack her rib. She goes, oh no, oh no. And she comes back and she goes, she goes, just, just get out of here. Would you just direct, direct the ambulance here when you see them pull up. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're probably looking on South street. <laughs> <laughs> you should have named your business better. So you uh, oh, see the uh, ambulance start to pull up in a couple minutes, and uh, they go in and they grab the woman and put her up on a stretcher, put her in the car. Do you say anything to the ambulance people, to the EMTs? Uh, yeah, I should probably just tell them, like, I think I cracked her rib. I tried to give her CPR. Is she coherent? Can I, can I talk to her for one second? I just have a question for her. She seems completely unconscious, and uh, they say, "They say, oh, you might have done more harm than good." And they load her up on the in the uh, wagon, the wagon, the ambulance, and uh, they drive off. And Teresa's just standing there, looking real worried. 
and she looks over to you and she goes, she goes, oh, I just hope everything's going to be okay. What, what did she say to you? Is Millie close to me? Millie's kind of like off. Uh, she's, okay. in fact, she's standing by her car right now. She's like, we should get out of here. annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, we should get out of here. Um, I'm like, she just keeled over and told me that my aunt is cursed and then passed out. Teresa looks at you and she says, you should heed her warning. And then turns around and just goes into the shop. Wait, but what do you mean? What can I, what do, <laughs> should I not ride back with her? She, she doesn't answer you. She just closes the door. Okay. Uh, I go up to Millie mm-hmm. and say it's not usually like that <laughs> she said that was that was a real experience um god I, I mean I didn't think believe in it but I I, I, I hope the woman's okay I, I, that didn't seem like part of the show to me Millie it's not a show she she's she knows things about about people she can see things about them it says, well, I mean, all that she told me was stuff that you told her. I mean, come on. You got to use your head, Heather. I don't want to do this right now. There might have killed that woman, but you're yeah. being so cynical. She goes, I'm sorry, Heather. You're right. It shouldn't be, shouldn't be acting that way at a time like this. Um, do you want to ride home? Uh, yeah. I'm, can, instead, can you just drop me off at the fireside? She says... Yeah, sure, I can do that. And uh, you guys hop in her car. As you're driving, you look over at your Aunt Millie, and she's like, she's like, hey, do you want something to eat? I'm, I'm starving. Um, I mean, if you want to stop at, like, a drive-thru or something, I'm not really hungry, but... She goes, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just famished right now. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to a drive-thru, and you guys go to... Drive through burger place again. And again, she orders this time three double cheeseburgers. And she just, and as she's driving you down to the fireside, she's, she's eating it like she's hasn't uh. eaten in days. <laughs> just, she's absolutely ravenous. Uh, did you eat today, Millie? Making lots of gross noises. Have you eaten today? Is this the, is this the first time you, you ate? Uh, Since... Through... Uh, chewing and with food in her mouth, uh, she kind of says to you. She kind of says to you, "Why?" She says, uh, "Don't worry about it, Heather. I, I, I've just been. I've just had a healthy appetite lately. I've been through a lot, okay. And I guess I'm dealing with it through food. That's that's fine. Everybody." copes the way they do but i want to think that i'm like leaning very close to the passenger window because i'm she is freaking me out all right so you're like leaning away from her yeah kind of like holding on to that like oh shit bar like that you like hang clothes on like she houses those burgers in less time than she should but by the time you get there she has finished them and she kind of drops you off and uh, she, when she drops you off, she says, you know, uh, bye, Heather. Have a, are, you, are you working tonight or? I, no, no, just, I'm just going to stop off and. Says, oh, okay. Talk um, to Sal. Maybe just have a drink. 
Maybe I'll come and have a drink with you. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't really know you. Would, would that be weird? I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love to have a, a drink with you. I'm sure you need to process what just happened too. It's, you can meet my boss. Says, oh yeah, that sounds great. So Millie comes in with you and she takes one look around the place and she kind of goes, um, Heather, maybe some other time. I, I don't really feel like a drink right now. In fact, um, you, you live around here, right? It's just, just in case I'm ever in the area again, um, is there anywhere good to eat around here? I mean, there's a cheesesteak place a couple blocks down. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm just saying if I'm in the area again some other time, you know. Are you are you hungry right now? No. No. <laughs> Psychology roll. <laughs> psychology roll, Nick? No, I don't think you need a psychology roll in that one, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I totally understand. If you're not comfortable here, you can, I, I get it. You're, pro you're probably so tired from your first day at work. I'll, I'll just talk, I'll talk to you later. He says, okay. And uh, she turns back out the door and leaves. Um, okay, so that takes us to about nine for Heather. Nine at night on Wednesday. Okay, Walter. What's you doing in that time frame after you get done work? Probably would have wanted to uh, check in with Officer O'Shaughnessy, was it? Uh, the gentleman I had talked to before. Officer O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy, uh, okay. I thought there was an O in there. Um, either him... Oh, wait a minute, actually. Wait, I should back it up a little. Before I even go there. Uh, do my bosses know anybody who is a lawyer or in the field of law who might be able to give me some advice over the phone? Um, Headley and Theodore do know lawyers, but they're mostly like real estate lawyers. Well, I guess then it would be to Officer Shaughnessy then. Call the Balkenwood Police Station and they put you through after a couple transfers. You hear a uh, uh, Shaughnessy, what can I do for you? Hey, Officer Shaughnessy, this is Walter Pendergast. We had spoken the other day uh, about a situation of uh, receiving, or potentially receiving stolen goods. Uh, yeah, that's right. You were uh, at the auction, correct? Yeah, that's where we met, exactly. Uh, I just had a few follow-up questions because of what you had advised me originally. I uh, did check with the owner of the statue, and they do have documentation that they received uh, abstract artwork, but it doesn't go into detail as to the specifics of the piece. Um, I guess I just wanted to check, I mean, does that help at all, or is that too vague to be of much use in a situation like this? Uh, regardless, I'm going to return it, but... He says to you, I don't think that will be sufficient evidence to prove... Uh, it's not quite specific enough. It doesn't. It doesn't happen to mention like the artist's name or anything like that. No, it's pretty vague. Uh, it just says abstract artwork. I'm gonna read it off verbatim. It says, well, if you have the person who claims to own it and you have that, mm, even then, 
I really don't think you have a leg to stand on, honestly. What a world we live in. I know it's unfortunate, but nothing that we can do about it without any real proof. Well, maybe one step further, if I were to find some evidence of the person the statue was inherited from, might that change things? I mean, this has been in the family for some time, so there may be a picture or something of the uncle who gave it to her with this statue originally. And says, uh, yeah, that could be. Hmm. If you can get documentation of that and we can follow the paper trail, that might uh, lead us to some sort of conviction. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's a long ways out. But, you know, I do appreciate the legal advice on this matter. As I mentioned, I'm going to return the statue to the people who hired me to repair it. After that, you know, it's more a matter of who ends up with it next, I suppose. But uh, I guess I'll uh, advise the person who brought it to my attention and go from there. Gosh, that really stinks without proper documentation. The limitations of what you can do. But either way, thank you very much, Officer Shaughnessy. Says you, yeah, I'm glad I could be of help. Hangs up with you. Walter just kind of takes a moment of quiet reflection there and seems a little disappointed because that certainly doesn't help his case. So he's, uh, he's going all on charm here, I guess. <laughs> I was going to ask, I mean, this is obviously my character doesn't know anything about this, but I mean, it, there has to be something else in the paper, right? I mean, is it like notarized? They, they made her sign something for some reason. So, I mean, is there like a... A bank or a law office listed on the letter. There's a law or, office listed on it. You know, it has to, yeah, it has to lead somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the, when they said follow the paper trail, that's that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. There's a law office that yeah. that is at the top of the paper. Yeah. Oh, it's under this piece of tape. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, we'll have to follow up on that. But uh, I know time's a, a waste in, in the sense that he's only got a few hours till he's planning to return this thing so I guess uh, before the end of the day I just kind of make sure everything's ready for transit make ready for the uh, the meeting I probably wore some slightly nicer clothes today just because I can't be completely outdone by Miss Vanessa uh, Bellagrosa and her pantsuits I don't know if you can compete with Vanessa yeah, Bellagrosa nah. there's no way she sounds like a hottie she's the big gold belts and her leotards <laughs> Matching glasses. Oh, Better spend the afternoon at Wanamaker's if you want to compete with that. <laughs> Ooh, montage. It's <laughs> <Age> montage. <laughs> oh, is there a guy on a Vespa with a mannequin on the back? <laughs> <laughs> and what they had was special. Uh. <laughs> Does anything of any interest happen at the workday? Anybody coming with any good books or anything of interest? Any calls from uh, antique buddies? We're going to say that your day goes through without much happening uh, until, what time does it, do, do you close up? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Uh, around 8 o'clock, uh, there's a guy that comes in and he, he asks you, uh, do you, do you buy books here? Do you buy used books? Uh, sometimes, if they're in good shape or of uh, any historical note. What do you have, if I may? Says, uh, just some some real old encyclopedias and uh, some leather-bound stuff. I'm not exactly sure what I got going on. Well, I don't know. Uh, what? How many books are we talking about? And what, what does he have? Is he carrying like a crate of books? He doesn't have anything with him. 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I suppose if you wanted to bring them by uh, someday when the store's open a little longer, we could take a look and I could give you a good price, or if they're you know, in good condition, maybe we could negotiate something else. Says, uh, yeah, sure, sounds, uh, sounds good. Give me a psychology roll. Not very good. 85. Um, he just kind of seems like he's done with you and he just kind of leaves. Rest of the day, just, you know, you're about ready to close up. Around 8 o'clock. Uh, Theodore and uh, Headley say to you, uh, Walter, uh, if you got something to do tonight, um, you can go ahead. We'll, we'll close up the store. Okay. Uh, that's great. Yeah, maybe I could beat the traffic. <clears throat> Gotta head out to Ballakinwood. Oh, okay. Uh, what you doing out there? Uh, I've got to uh, return a piece of artwork I was hired to repair. Somebody cracked some piece of possibly priceless work. Uh, Headley looks at you, he looks, um, he kind of raises his eyebrows up, gives a kind of a surprised look, and goes, wow, this is probably the most expensive thing you've worked on, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's certainly more valuable than a lot of the books and, uh, just, you know, random antiques that I find. Um, you guys ever hear of an artist named Jukanovitz? I forget if I had asked. I think I asked you guys once. Headley perks, per perks up right away. He goes, he goes, uh, Mikhail Jukanovich? Yeah, that's the same one. Says, yeah, uh, surrealist, uh, 1920s through, like, 40s, something like that, his works are. Yeah, apparently he disappeared in the 40s. He goes, oh, really, I didn't know that. I just knew when his works were. I thought maybe he died or something. Well, that seems to be the mystery. Uh, he was imprisoned and, uh, apparently never heard from again. Says, oh, well, I mean, the gulag system over there is pretty brutal. You know, sometimes they would actually just starve prisoners to death. Jeez. That's, uh, that's pretty Sometimes wild. worse. You know, uh, maybe you're, you'd be interested. Uh, I should probably continue out, but uh, there's, a, uh, there's a copy of something I found recently if you wanted to uh, take a look over it. Uh, it was by Jukanovitz himself, to the best of my knowledge. You might find it interesting. It's in Russian. He gives another oh, wow. surprised and uh, look of surprise and disbelief. And uh, says, uh, a writing of Jukanovitz? or Well, if it's to be believed, it might be uh, something significant. But uh, I should probably uh, continue on. But uh, I, I let him know about the rack of papers on my desk. Uh, one of them is probably the copy of uh, the scroll. Okay. You have a copy that's in Russian? Yeah. There's two copies that I made of the scroll originally when I found it. Okay. All right. He goes, yeah, um, I'll go check that out. Cool. I'll be honest with you, it's a bit of a, it almost sounds like a, a page from a horror novel, but uh, I don't know, I might have translated it wrong. You're, uh, you're a bit of a, more of an expertise in that area. Maybe I uh, missed something, or I don't know, I'll confer with you later. I gotta uh, get it back to the owner. Says, yeah, sure, definitely, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Um, I'll check it out, you know what, tonight, when we're closing up. Yeah. 
Because, uh, not doors and windows, you know? Yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, close up and then I'll give it a quick read and we'll see what we go do from there. Great. Well, uh, guess I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, uh, have a good one. All right. And uh, you leave there with the Jukanovich statue. Mm-hmm. Did you tell your boss to lock the doors and windows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Taking charge. So you drive out to Balakinwood with the Jukanovich statue. And scroll. And scroll. That's right. And you get to the Ventucci Art Gallery. Uh, the it's spot on the corner on that Main Street type area in uh, Balakinwood. The front window still boarded up, uh, just boards over what was once the uh, big glass front windows. But the door's still intact. Give it a tug, see if it's locked or open. Uh, it is locked. Give it a wrap upon the door then. Okay. And it opens up and it is you see a pair of thick gold rim glasses looking at you. And she goes, Ah, Mr. Pentecras, yes. Uh please come in, come in. I do. Okay. As you're walking through you see that the walls of the place have less artwork on them than before, but um it looks like the place is, you know, just kinda getting back to normal, back to repaired. Okay, so uh, see, you've had some work done since I've last been here. I'm sure you'll be up and running in no time. As you walk by one of the uh, flat Berber-type carpets there uh, that was on there, you can see a big stain of blood on there. Yeah, Mr. Spot, he mumbles under his breath. She notices you noticing it, and she says, Yes, we are going to be getting new carpets in uh, the tragedy that happened here. Uh, it was just terrible, but, you know, we have to get back to business at some point, yes? Of course. It's funny you should mention that. Uh, we'll have to speak about that a little bit later. I'm uh, fairly certain we're fortunate to have a conversation about this uh, tonight. I'm pretty excited. I think I have something you'll be most pleased with. So she says, yes, uh, please, uh, let's see the progress that you have on the statue. Of course. And he unveils it. And she kind of stares at it for a little bit. Looks like she's staring off through it almost. And she says, yes, it is beautiful. I say, uh, it, it, it is something to be held, but um, there's uh, something I've uncovered in my, uh, my diligence, as it were. She says, what's that? And she kind of snaps out of it a little bit. She says, what's that? And... She goes over to look at the spot where it was cracked while you're talking. Say, uh, do you by chance know how to read Russian? She says, no, no, I've, I've never learned Russian. It is an ugly language. <laughs> well, I can't exactly speak it, but uh, in the time that I've uh, had this in my possession, I've uh, come to find something that I believe to have been written by Mikhail Jukanovitz himself. Just how did you come across this? Well, as I mentioned before, our great fortune to have this conversation, it was merely luck, if I'm being honest. It was inside the statue? 
there is still something that remains. He says, uh, is there a place we might sit? There's something I'd like you to read. says, uh, yes, please, come into my office. And I do so. You go into the office in the back. She sits down in front of her very large, very fancy desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So may I call you Vanessa? I, th- I feel we're, you can call me Walter. I feel we're on a... This conversation is a first name kind of thing, if I may. She says, very well, yes, Vanessa is fine. I said, Vanessa, I'm, I'm fairly excited about this, and I think you will be too. Says, okay, well, you know, don't hesitate anymore. What is the thing to be excited about? I feel as though whatever you valued this at before, you can times that by priceless. And, uh... He gestures to his bag, and, uh, you know, it's just a standard messenger bag. Might look nice, maybe a leather joint, but flaps flaps open the top, and uh, he says, uh, I'd like you to read what I found inside of this first. I'll go from there. And he uh, gives her the translated version. Okay. And she looks it down, takes a couple minutes to read it. She says, if this is true... That would mean that this was made after any of his other works. Which means he may have lived and survived to create even more works. No, 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 no. This cannot get out. It is the limiting of the artwork that makes it valuable. You see, if we suddenly have thousands of Chekanoviches out there, then the ones that we have will not be worth as much, you see. No, 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 no. You're missing the big picture. This piece is unique. I assure you, there's no other piece like this. The piece he mentions, the thing that he held in his hand, is contained within this artwork. The artwork itself is a shell. She says, hmm. The true value to this piece is stored inside. The thing in... He calls it a vile token? Well, let me ask you another question. Are you a superstitious woman, Vanessa? No, I do not uh, fall much for black cats and uh, step ladders and what have you. I gotta say, ordinarily I would agree with you as well. But, um, you know, the things I've seen since learning about this piece would suggest otherwise. Some of those things, he gestures around to the uh, smashed front window facade and the blood stains we walked by on the way here. Some of these things you've uh, experienced yourself. She looks at the statue again and just kind of stares at it from her seat at her desk. And she says, you'd say that the statue may be to blame for the animal attack that we had here. Well, much like you, I'm not a very superstitious person. And he sits back in his chair and relaxes a little bit. He says, but if this story is to be believed, and I can at least vouch for whatever token uh, this paper references here to be inside, I mean, if this were spun the right way, I mean, the value for this thing could be, uh, I mean... It could be unprecedented. I mean, he's already hot 
just because of all the, the buzz lately surrounding this piece, but I mean, if it were sold before, oh yeah, I guess people would realize. Well, as the curator of these fine works of art, I guess that's, uh, that's something, a decision you might have to make. Uh, I assure you, there's no way to obtain what's inside here without destroying the piece itself. She says, hmm, maybe we should not mention what is inside this statue. It is probably our superstition anyway. He speaks of encasing an iron to stop from. This is stuff of fairies. Well, there is more to the story. How much time do you have? Because, well, um, I have tonight. He says, uh, do you remember when I uh, first uh, came to the gallery, I had uh, questions about the value of Chikanovich art artwork? She says, yes, I do remember, I do recall. Well, as I mentioned then, I was approached by uh, an, an acquaintance, uh, hopefully friend, who said she inherited something, uh, an art, a piece of artwork that looks much like this. I suppose, um... What is it you are insinuating, Mr. Pendergast? Well, the truth of the matter is, uh... I've realized the less I know about how you acquired this thing is probably the better. But that being said, this is by far the most interesting piece of restoration work I've ever completed. And with that and such, uh, with that said, I'd, uh... I'd hope that uh, we had, you know, maybe could work again in the future. He says, uh, given your expertise and your fine craftsmanship here, I must admit, uh, I think we could work again in the future, perhaps. Now, um, I believe we had a, and she reaches into her desk and she pulls out a checkbook and a pen. She goes, I believe I paid you half up front. And she scribbles out a check for $250, which is actually $50 more than she had uh, initially said that she was going to give you. Nice. I say, um, I wondered, Vanessa, there is another matter about the acquisition of this piece, which I had hoped to discuss. Given the uncertainty of how it was acquired and uh, this whole superstitious business. I wondered if um, if you might be willing to um, hmm, what's the word? Uh, yes, come on, spit it out. <laughs> I, I mentioned to the individual who approached me about this piece originally that I would attempt to broker some sort of arrangement. What kind of arrangement? Well, I, I wondered, uh, you know, the reason I sought you out in the first place was to, um, you know, try to get my client paid for this piece of artwork. Would you be willing to part with a small uh, portion of the sales so as to uh, maybe shuffle something her way and never have to discuss the uh, awful business of where this came from and who it ever really belonged to? She says to you, well? In the interest of good business, of course. It makes no difference to me on a, a personal level. But, uh, well, Vanessa, I gotta say, uh, the quality of your wares is far above 
those who I usually do business with. To say I'm impressed would be an understatement. She says to you, well, I am flattered, Mr. Pendergast, but uh, as to your inquiry about your friend or acquaintance that has the claim that the Chikanovich is theirs, I am afraid to tell you that we would first have to talk to the private collector who gave this to the Ventucci Art Gallery to begin with. Well, of course, such knowledge is yours, not mine. I can only trust uh, you know all the proper avenues there. Yes, of course I do. This is what I do for a living. This is my business. This is my passion. I'm glad to hear that. Because I have a question for you on a personal level. This is what is that? This uh, Jakanovich work here, I, I can see you're clearly interested in it. Is it something about the piece itself, or is it just about the money for this particular piece? And he kind of studies it and drifts off for a moment as well. She says to you, uh, Mr. Pendergast, uh, you do understand that everything comes through here with a dollar sign on it for me. However, we do occasionally get to see things that marvel even the most jaded of art collectors, and this happens to be one of those pieces. Yes. He kind of scratches his scraggly little few chin hairs that he has and says, uh, it, it does seem to transcend uh, the standard things you might see at the art museum, doesn't it? And he kind of drifts off in silence for a few seconds or moments. Okay. He might lose track of time for a sec. And she says, will this be all then, Mr. Pendergast? Unless you have any other pieces of works that were destroyed in the incident. And he kind of looks around 360. She says, well, we did have some that was damaged beyond repair, I am afraid. But we have new pieces that will be coming in. Luckily, they were insured. Well, that's good. It is a business, after all. It is. Well, I suppose your time is valuable, so I'll leave you to it. Thanks for this opportunity and the uh, additional gratitude. And he uh, sleeves the check in his wallet. Says, uh, if there's any other pieces that come your way that I should know about, please don't hesitate. She says to you, okay, we'll do, of course. Uh, should I see myself out? Look around, does it Please, uh, alone, the or? door will lock behind you. Ah, of course. And uh, best of luck with sales. Uh, thank you, Mr. Pendergast. He wipes his brow as he uh, walks out of that place. Make sure the door does, in fact, lock behind him. It does. As soon as you close it, as soon as it closes behind you, you go try to open it, and it does not open. Well then, I am relieved to no longer have any of that stuff. Uh, just to be clear, I left the scroll and the statue. I don't want that stuff. Okay, you, you you've left all of those artifacts there. I mean, I still have the translated copy just because, I mean... Right, but the, the, all the original pieces are there. Yeah, all the original stuff. Uh, okay. I'm trying to keep my, my good reputation. You know how it is. Yeah, I understand. Try to deal business legitimately. Best I can when I'm dealing with people who he suspects are kind of shady. Mm -hmm. Alright, so let's go to what Lenny is doing that day. You finished up your run with the drop at the St. Jude. Now you're back. You went back to the depot to, and you loaded up your 
next round of things to get delivered, which is back to your regular routes. Shit, do I have to do that in addition to what I already ran? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a late one, isn't it? Yeah. That dickhead. <laughs> I hate skinny. Um, Daddy says. Not much choice but to do that. Um, probably just turn in early anyway because it's, it is just a Wednesday. Still got more days of work. Yeah. But after a long shift like that, maybe a nightcap. Uh, so you go to the fireside, maybe? I mean, might as well. I park at home first. I like to walk. All right. So like you said, it was a late night. You don't get to the fireside till about nine. It's not too bad, I guess. And I got there, what, seven? Yeah. So you've been there drinking for a little bit uh, by the time he gets there. Anything you want to say to Sal or anything before you, before Lenny gets there? Uh, no, I just ask him for a Long Island iced tea because I'm literally like trying to forget <laughs> that someone just, that a psychic just told me my aunt was a demon. <laughs> and I think Sal has had it, like, I've been reading Sal's horoscope for four years now, and he doesn't give a shit, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, there's no use to tell right. him. So, uh, just kind of have a Long Island iced tea or two, and, you know, some of the regulars come in, and they're, they, uh, they're like, hey, it's Heather, uh, get her a drink. She's on the, the, the other side of the bar tonight. Just pounding back six or seven Long Island yeah. iced teas on an empty stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm just like getting pirate yeah. eye. So eventually Lenny comes in after a long day of work. And I think, Heather, you might be kind of buzzed by now. Yeah. I probably look physically tired. Long day of sitting. You know, it sucks. Yeah, definitely. But the, the walk helped. The brisk walk helped. Almost going to the slammer. No, I was fine. What do you mean? So, uh, I probably stand when I go and order my drink. Uh, hey there, Heather. Hey, Lenny! Hey, look who's on this side of the bar. <laughs> hey, you need a drink? And I have, like, five chips in front of me. No, I <laughs> I think I'm good. Um, right. Get you next time. Let me get one of those. <laughs> I actually slide you two. I'm like, here, take two of these. I'll be here until my shift starts tomorrow. <laughs> Put down a 20 for Sal, then. All right. Sal comes over and goes, uh, usual there, Lenny? Yeah, please. Been a long one. All right. Uh, he gives you the cores and a shot of whiskey. That time and a half, though, huh? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't know anything about it, but I hear <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, pain in the ass. What do you guys talk about now that you guys are at the bar together? Hey, how's everything been, uh... How was your rant? Um, I don't know. Cursed? I guess you could say that. I don't know. This, uh, this whole situation is quite crazy. I don't even mean it like that. I mean, I went to a psychic today. Oh, dear. And they told me my aunt is cursed. Christ. Like, no, you don't understand. It gave her a heart attack. She's cursed. Your aunt Millie had a heart attack. No, the psychic had a heart attack when she looked at my Aunt Millie's bone cup. It was probably part of the act. I'm, it wasn't. Keep you coming back. It wasn't. An ambulance came. Uh, what do you say? She'll be open tomorrow morning. Oh, my God. I, oh, I'm telling you. She was in an ambulance. I think she's dead. And then I cracked her ribs. I tried to give her CPR, and I broke her rib. Hey, you got a mean hook. <laughs> I mean, I work out. 
But yeah, I still killed her. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's say, uh, you know, you was trying to help us to thought the counts and all that, right? Yeah, I, I suppose. I'm sure she's fine. And then all that stuff with Walter and that Russian stuff. And like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like uh, a lot of stuff I don't want to be wrapped up in. Don't you kind of want to see what's in the statue, though? You like love it. I do kind of want to know. I mean, I don't I don't love it. I just... You said you draw pictures of it. Sometimes on napkins and stuff when I'm waiting, uh, you know, at diners and... <laughs> I was going to just put it on my TV, but I was getting poor reception from it. You know? <laughs> no. Speaking of TV, uh, it comes around 10 o'clock. We guys are having a couple drinks and everything. 10 o'clock news comes on. They say, uh, top story tonight. Uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. There was a... Huge cocaine bust at the St. Jude's of all places. And he comes in, they interview the officers, you know, they see the cops talking, you know, they're standing in front, they, they got like the big brick like in their hand kind of thing. Or like, they're, they're smaller bricks, but they got like a handful of these smaller bricks in their hand. And they're like, uh, yeah, you know, these scumbags out, out, out there on the street, you know, doing drugs. Catholics. <laughs> Catholics like to party. You know, they won't stop at anything. They'll even go through a charitable organization like this. You know, nowhere safe from drugs. And, you know, it goes back and they, they say uh, that the, the total haul from the drugs uh, says that the street worth of the cocaine would have been upwards to $500,000. Jeez, what a world we live in, huh? So much of that 10%. Honestly, I just start hysterically laughing. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm so drunk, and I'm like, Lenny, can you imagine a bunch of nuns on cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Slapping everybody the rollers over and over again. Slap, party for some, I guess. I don't know. Uh, not really my thing. So uh, how are you feeling about that uh, little news blurb there, Lenny? I'm playing it cool. I'm you not, are yeah. playing it cool. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm fine about it. I dropped it off, I did what I had to do, and I even gave him fucking warning, so fuck that little prick. <laughs> he could have warned them, you know, they could have been ready, they could have moved it somewhere, it's not my fault. I delivered it, I dropped it off, I was out of there, I didn't get arrested. End of story. Joe. That sounds like something Skinny Joey has got a problem with now. Yeah, sounds like maybe, you know, he might try to blame somebody, but, you know, uh, good old daddy. Oh. He kind of seems to like me right now, so that's good. For now. <laughs> For now. Messing with his money. I could use that statue money soon, though. Sweet, I sweet statue money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to want that statue money. It's a lot. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, what a world we live in, huh? Drugs and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like in in this area too. I mean, it's not too far away. I can't believe it. I know, bears breaking into art museums. You got nuns doing coke. It was no friggin' bear. Wait, so you believe it's not a bear? Do you? What do you think it is then? I told you that was a it was a rather elab, elaborate heist team. You know, it was a man in a costume. It was uh, one of those uh, latex suits. Even with the story on the news about it happening in the park. Yeah, you know, it's, they said it was, uh, it was stormy there, too. So I don't know if they got a, you know, a snowblower or something. But uh, 
Some smoke grenades, who knows? I think Philadelphia is just cursed. Oh, that's for sure. And I order two more shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clink the shots together. Drink them down. Uh, do you guys just drink all night? Go back home at any point? I think I leave soon. I feel like Sal starts giving yeah. me weird looks like, all right. You gotta work tomorrow. You're clearly mm. intoxicated. Plus, I'm kind of like a basket yeah. case the last three times I've been there. I'm like... That's true. Drunk drunk last time. Last time I worked. So, trying to just keep up a good rep. A little bit. I see dead people. I only planned on having a night happen uh, turned in early. Gotta do it again tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, give you a walk home first. Cool. Alright, you walk her home. And uh, you head home too there, Lenny. Um, Lenny, when you get home, you see a flashing red light on your answer machine. Here we go. And I, uh, press play. And just screaming on the other oh. end is Skinny Joey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you fucking prick! What did you do? Did you fucking tell him where you were fucking going? You little asshole! Ah, next time I see you, you're gonna get it fucking hard! You hear me? Fucking hard! <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, you might have fucked up. I think I did. A little bit. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to sleep, but uh All right. do my best. Alright, so you had you guys head off to bed. Uh Lenny, you have again probably a real tough time sleeping that night. Uh you got the Achida. You're so worried. Getting major hot burn here. Yeah. But Walter and Heather both sleep through the night pretty easily. Uh, Walter, was there anything else you wanted to do that night after you left the uh, art gallery? Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, with business concluded and as far as I know, everything else pretty much wrapped up for the week. Um, for the first time in a little while, maybe things will start to get back to normal. So uh, he probably goes home, makes like some peanut butter toast or something and has some tea and passes out. Okay, so we're going to go to Thursday morning now. Thursday morning, uh, Lenny, you're going to be up the earliest. You're kind of you're kind of uh, groggy uh, from not having a lot of good sleep last night. Definitely got to make some coffee. Uh, you probably fell asleep like the last like two hours, and that was about it. Yeah, that's not always the way. Yeah, make yourself some coffee and give me a constitution roll. Oh, shit. I got it exactly 70. That's okay. my cost. That's, yeah. All the money. All just right. passed. So all the money, um, you're, you're just barely holding it together <laughs> right now. <laughs> Heard that. He ain't lying. Yeah. So you head in, pull your big rig around like you usually do. As you pull it up to the docks. Uh, Sweating bullets. Yeah. So as you pull up to the docks, you see, you know, guys loading shit up on other trucks and everything. You back it into where you'd normally go, and then you hear, There he is! There's the fucking brick who lost us 500,000 fucking dollars! Yeah, I stepped down out of my cabin, hanging my head a little low, I guess. He goes, What the hell are you fucking thinking? Telling them where you were going! Uh, he must have tricked me, uh, boss. Uh, sorry, uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize uh, what I was doing there. He says, he says, I can't believe this shit. I can't believe this shit. You, go up to my fucking office right now. 
I do so. Okay. So you head up to his office, and uh, he comes in, and he starts reaming you out, just fucking cursing left and right. Yeah. And uh, he says, uh, you know, you probably don't even have a fucking future here anymore. And I mean that mortality-wise as well, you little fucking prick. Then the phone starts ringing. And uh, he goes, he goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. Clicks it. He goes, hello? All right. Puts it down. Puts it on speaker. And uh, on the speakerphone, you hear, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, daddy, we can hear you. I got Lenny right here. And, you're, and you hear him go, why do you have Lenny in your office? He says, well, daddy, you know, ugh, the whole thing was the, the, the bus last night. He, uh, he, he told the, the, the cop where he was going to go. And that's, that's how the cop found out. And then you hear from the speaker, when was the last time you paid off the Jersey police, Joey? And you see Joey's face kind of fall a little bit. And he starts, he starts counting on his fingers. And he goes, oh, Jesus. Um, uh, Daddy, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. And he t- clicks the button. And he, goes, and he looks over at you and he goes, uh, okay, Lenny, um, Listen, just know I'm still fucking pissed at you. Yeah, I fucked up. I realized that. Yeah. Um, I'll let you uh, finish your conversation then. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You get, get the fuck out of here, fuckhead. I fucking locked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I leave quick. See ya. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes you better than Joey, anyway. I think so, too. (laughs) So, so you head out on your daily routes. You got no extra ones today. Shit. All right. I almost died in his office like the, uh, like the psychic. (laughs) Curse. All right. So Walter, um, what what do you, what do you, what's your day start off like? Uh, let's see. He'd probably get into work maybe like an hour early, try to get there by eleven if his shift starts by noon. Okay. Uh, try to reach out to Millie at the library, see if he can get in touch with her. Okay. Uh, you call the library, and after a couple transfers, you get through to Millie. Uh, nice. Hi, this is Millie. Millie, it's Walter. How are you? Oh, hi, Walter. Uh, what's up? Well, I mentioned I'd give you a call in the morning. I'm afraid I don't have the best news that I had hoped for, but I uh, wanted to uh, bring you up to speed regardless. So, uh, it seems that uh, if... Oh, well, I should back it up. Um, I was unable to broker a financial arrangement with the art gallery, unfortunately. But not all is lost there. Uh, There were some funds that I was able to acquire for the uh, job itself, which I would happily be able to uh, give you towards the, uh, well, potentially any legal steps you might need to take, which leads me to my next point. it looks like I'll have to dig a little deeper to uh, to really get you any legal leg to stand on here, um, because the documentation you have is so vague. 
we might need to find something with your grandfather that proves that he owned it before he uh, passed it on to you. So I guess uh, mostly bad and slightly less bad news today, sadly. Says well, um, so they said they wouldn't give me anything for the statue right now. Well, uh, without looking into or without much backing, I'm afraid there's really not much push here. And I got to be honest with you, because of what you've already endured, let's say, uh, I don't know that pushing back would really be a wise decision. I'd honestly hope that. Uh, you know, hard work and good business practices might have been enough to broker a deal, but uh, it seems that if you want to pursue any more substantial financial gains from this, uh, a legal course of action would have to be the next. She goes, well, I gotta be honest with you, Walter. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't look good for me, but I've been thinking it over, and if it comes down to it, rather than have the money I think I'd rather have the statue well um, what else uh, did you inherit from your grandfather I mean or your uncle I'm sorry were there any uh, I mean is there anything more to his estate anything that we could search that might prove that he owned it before we passed it on to you she says um, well this is the only thing that I got is just a weird statue okay well, um, the only other thing I could think of would be the letterhead itself. I mean, there was some law office mentioned. I could try to contact them and see if there's any further that I could dig. She says, oh, yeah. Um, Schroeder and Shapiro, that's right. Schroeder and Shapiro. Yeah, that sounds exactly like the letterhead I read earlier. Said so that's that's the uh, company, that's the uh, law firm that contacted me and gave me the uh, statue. Okay, well, it's still early in the week uh, and early in the day. I've got a little bit of time before my shift begins. Uh, perhaps I'll reach out to them and see if I can find out anything more on the matter. That would be great. Um, anything that could, you know, possibly get that statue back in my house. Um, you know, it just, it might appreciate in value is all. I just want the statue, Walter. <sighs> You know, Millie, uh, I, I do have some concerns about that statue, and, uh, I, you know, I was happy to, uh, to no longer have it in my possession. Have you ever considered you might be better off without it? You know, maybe, maybe you're right. Um, nothing good's come from having it, I suppose. But the money, on the other hand, let's not give up on that. You're right, Walter, you're right. And uh, she goes, um, well, I got to get back to work. Uh, I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, certainly. I'll uh, talk to you later on. All right. Have a good day. And she hangs up. And he probably uh, has a moment of quiet contemplation, as he often does. Have a few sips of his coffee. Uh, is Headley uh, due to come in today? He's the one who speaks Russian, right? Yeah, Headley will be in today. Could be fun. I'll, uh, I'll see what he has to say. Maybe if he read anything different or anything, compare some notes. Okay. Um, 
Let's get to when Heather wakes up, which is probably pretty late. Let's say noon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, noon with a hangover. Yeah. Um, like bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did witness uh, something terrible last night with that gypsy woman. And then the burger place. The burgers the, were rough yeah, too. Yeah, and the burger the place. That was horrible rough, too. Just as rough as the murder <laughs> that I accidentally did. <laughs> so that's what you know you drank tried to drink that away but the images are still in your head obviously you wake up and give me let me have an intelligence roll you this idea of this curse is really on your mind yeah i need one of those dishes that you guys have i don't have anything <laughs> 41 and your intelligence is higher than that right pretty high yeah, my intelligence is... Oh my god! I My intelligence is 85, so it would be 42, so I got a hard pass. Hard. Very good, Jenny. Yes, you did. <laughs> Numbers! <laughs> Winning! So with the hard pass on your intelligence roll, I'm going to tell you this. There's a couple things going on here. You have a Russian artist. You have a note in Russian. And you have this list of these Russian guys on with their phone numbers. Mm -hmm. Both of them, by the way, have listed their own, the same phone number. You weren't there when the guy shouted in Russian and everything kind of stopped. But uh, you're just putting all this kind of Russian stuff together and think that maybe these Russian people might have more information on the statue. Okay. So now then I have to call Walter. I'm gonna call Walter because I want I want my list back. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're gonna have to give Walter a call for that list, and you know what, guys, we're gonna end the episode there. All right, not a cliffhanger this time, really, but you know, can't all be. Um, did anyone spend luck? No, not, not this time. time. Not this time. Okay. Um, I'm going to move luck to every third episode. Oh. We're just going to make it a little bit tougher on you guys. Because we're not spending it as much? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been a great time hanging out and playing, but uh, we're going to go. So remember, until next time, sanity is overrated. George, just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.